This is exactly right. This is exactly right. Cool. Uh, I'm rolling. Awesome. <clears throat> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. What happened? What so happened? sorry. I, don't, I just did the three things on my phone that came through the dashboard oh. of my vehicle. No, it was not. I, it, uh, I didn't even notice. Okay, great. Except for when I was flinching and making weird faces. Right, right. I was yeah. a little worried about that. Yeah. I'm like, here we go. Here she's about to... It's seizure time. <laughs> it's happening. I you thought this you is still a... haven't told me what to do if that happens. Um, I would try to figure out a way to put the car in park. Okay. I would do that first. I'll stop it first, stop. actually. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And then I'll put it in park. And then just... Actually, the first step would be to strip the gears in okay. whatever way you can. Okay, I've done that. Okay, great. Um, great. And then, yeah, pull over. I really, I'm serious though. You've had, you've had seizures before. I have. It ha The beginning is slow, so I would be able to tell you. First of all, here's the indicator. Maybe not. This is my personal one. Everyone's different. <laughs> First of all, you just found out everyone has seizures. You right. just don't know it. Um, just like shingles, they've always been inside you. Um, <laughs> so when my, oh, it's called the aura, and that's the first thing that happens when you have a seizure. And mine is I look over my left shoulder up, and it looks like I'm looking up at the ceiling. So it would just, from where I'm sitting, look like you're checking your mirrors or yeah, making. Like this, though. And it's, and my head kind of bobs. Oh my God. And I'm still conscious and I, it, that scares normal. me because I can't see your face. I know. So usually I would go like this uh -huh. because sometimes I can't figure out what to say to someone because I don't want to panic. This right. literally happened to me in Georgia in a meeting the other morning because I didn't sleep all night. Uh huh. And no one noticed it except for Georgia who goes, I, I, it was distracting because it just looked like I was looking over my shoulder. So everyone was kind of like, we were on a conference call and everyone was, I think, looking at me, but no one was going to say anything because we were on a conference call. You started a siege? I started as a light siege, but it was just because I hadn't slept all night. It happens every once in a while. 
Um, I'm glad I asked, and I'm glad we're having this conversation. <laughs> and are you glad I'm driving? Uh, I just, the idea of you, your head doing what you just did, so your head is exactly looking away from me, and then you turning back and your face is slightly changed in some seizure way. <laughs> no, your I wouldn't. One I, eye is closed and, and I have to monitor where your foam? tongue is at. Foam, foam. of course there's foam. Pouring out of my mouth. Uh, that's like from a scary movie. It, it, it I mean, you literally might as well is. be smiling and, you know. With blood, like uh. I cut the corners of my mouth. <laughs> um, I actually, when people have seizures in movies and TV shows, I can't watch it. Cause, yeah, Because okay. it makes me get all like, feel real like, oh no, no, I have to have one. That being said, I'm so much, I'm, you're, I'm very glad you're behind the wheel and it's not me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I wish I had seizures to be an excuse. To <laughs> the, when you have a thing like this, I've never ever had a seizure any, except for driving. I've never had a seizure. I would never, if I thought I might have a seizure, I wouldn't drive. But there have been times where I have a breakthrough aura, which is just my eyes look. So that means I can't look straight ahead. So I've actually, and that's happened a handful of times. And it's like, it's usually about not taking medicine, forgetting like, sure. whatever. Sleep. Yeah. Yes. The sleep issue. But I actually know with my eyes closed, how to turn on my emergency, how to put my car in park and turn this emergency thing on. Yeah. So it would just look like the car broke down because I'm not, I just will, if I was on the freeway, if I was anywhere, I'd just stop the car. Right. That's the plan. So, so I've, I've it, actually run those okay. scenarios personally, which is a thing you do when you have a thing like this, because your my ultimate fear is anything would happen while I was driving. Well, let's use the same signal that I use for when I can't remember a person's name at a party. Just squeeze my <laughs> arm and then I'll make the first move. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I squeeze someone's arm and then it gets, there's been an agreement made and then they go, hi, I'm an introduce. Themselves. So I don't have to do that. Now, have you ever squeezed the arm of the person whose name you don't know? Like, like it's, what's up? Yeah. I, I just squeeze their arm and go, I don't remember your name. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> One time. Wrong person. I met, um, my, here, I'll do a name drop. I knew you wanted me to. Yeah, um, please. I'm friends with Fred Armisen, who dates the lovely actress Natasha Leone. I wondered why they were together that one time <laughs> at your birthday. At my birthday. Yeah. So, because they've, they've been dating a while, actually. And they showed up, and I knew her from Twitter, and I, of course, know her from her amazing body of work. And I have always been a fan and love her so much. But when I saw her standing in front of me, I was so excited and it took me by surprise that I just grabbed her forearm and I wouldn't let go of it Oh, that's in this hilarious. way where I, I was trying to convey to her, but I didn't want to like gush. And it's my friend's girlfriend. So like, I'm supposed to just act like, Oh, I'm just meeting my friend's girlfriend, but I just wanted her to know how much I loved her. Yeah. It's well, <laughs> it's grabbing so someone's hand and holding it seems like you're being, it seems uh, disingenuous, not genuine. What's the word? Certainly. You were right both times yeah yeah it, if you're just holding someone's hand that seems like a a parishioner or someone saying thank you for coming to <laughs> like doing one service. of those yes <laughs> or yes and then i keep holding it how uncomfortable is that is this weird that i've <laughs> my arthritis we've never held hands this long <laughs> that's true you're kind of clammy <laughs> oh yeah I, trust me you know what you don't want me rubbing i'm like uh, mr clammy hands <laughs> 
I know a guy named Wayne McClammy, actually, and I call him Wayne McClammy Hands. Really? Anyway, McClam- the point is... The point is, Natasha Leone is a great actress. Yeah, and grabbing an arm, though, is a little like, hey, you're in trouble, no recess for you. Yes. Yeah. It was like I was saying, no recess from my love. <laughs> yes. I'll never stop loving you, Natasha you are, Leone. You are in love permanent detention. She is, because I will say this. She is one of those Hollywood people where when you meet her, you can tell why she looks so great on camera. All of her features are, it's like the golden ratio on her face. Her face is perfectly put together. Her hair is so good. Like it's just this big, long, curly mop. And then she's Natasha Leone, so she has like the best personality. So I was just like overwhelmed with how much of a fan I was of hers. I, yeah, she is, I, that show where she has to, relive every day like Groundhog Day was. Oh, Russian Doll. Yeah, I, uh, I, that, it was then that I realized how very good she is at acting. So good. Yeah. She's great. Uh, I do want to loop back though and say, I just want people who listen to this podcast to know I would never ever drive if I thought I was going to have a seizure. I feel like me talking about my seizure emergency patrol is like the scariest thing I've ever talked about on this show. Yeah, yeah. And it's not anything I've actually worried about. I'm just like, uh, it does hit me every once in a while that that it is something that could maybe happen. Yeah. But I know you got I know you got a handle on it. It goes boom, boom. Look at this. Doot, doot. I'm looking away. Doot, doot. Oh, wow. You did do it. Doot, doot. It's easy. So well, if you're looking I away like and you, if you look away and you start going for that hazard button, I am taking the wheel. Yes, absolutely. But don't scream or do it. Oh, start crying, you know what? Please. I've been in emergency situations. It, I get stressed out when a flight doesn't work out or something <laughs> logistical happens. I kind of lose my shit. Yeah. But if shit goes down. Yeah. If the world is ending. Yeah. There's a mushroom cloud in the distance. Yeah. Or someone pulls out a gun. You'll find that I suddenly am cool as a cucumber. <laughs> For real? I'm not. Yeah. I've, there's been times. Car wrecks. Uh, death. Uh, accident. Uh, a person that is on the side of the road. We Ugh. have to go talk to them. I've yeah. had that happen. They, these are all things I don't want to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> good idea. Good but idea. But in the retrospect, I am... In an emergency situation, I do suddenly morph into a man. <laughs> <laughs> you mean your little boy legs get real yeah, long? Oh, all of a God. <laughs> it's like a scene that should have been in Pinocchio. <laughs> I come bursting out of that blowhole like a muscly human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no wooden boy anymore. Let me take the wheel. The the blowhole of life. Yes, yes. Metaphorical I, whale. I think I've bragged to you about this already because I'm the same way. But I, I was raised by two first responders. So I think it was like it was unacceptable to be in any way uncool. Right. In a, an emergency situation. I've never saw either my parents ever overreact. Right. In about emergency things. Right. But if you left a light on in the bathroom, my dad would lose his goddamn mind. Sure. Okay. That's that's that, funny. That, yeah. I've my my brother-in-law Mike is a, a fireman Lisa's husband and he I she has more stories about it but I've seen it if someone's crazy if there's a threat of any kind he becomes so calm yeah. and and intimidating to people that are scary like yes. just because he's dealt with them right yeah. that's what my mom was like because she worked at a mental hospital and so if there was the screaming person in front of the grocery store or whatever everybody else would be running away and hiding their children and my mother would be going out going like uh excuse me i need to ask you a question really quick she would go in and start solving it for yeah everybody. yeah just engage them and god part of yeah. me a small part wants to work in a some sort of a facility and of course for 
people with Alzheimer's. If I had to, if there was a, if some judge was like, you need to donate your time. Mm, okay. Uh, I, cause I do enjoy interact. It's not a, I think it's a thing that most people would avoid cause they get sad, but you and I have been through the shit. Yeah. And so I feel like, I don't know, maybe it would still make me sad. I don't know. I care about those people. Now it sounds like I'm bragging. Nobody <laughs> brags about you're, me. You're bragging I'm that you care. I'm a manly sensitive. Oh, get out of me. I also sleep too much and I pick my nose. Listen, I'm I'm also a piece of shit. Okay, does that make up for it? You're merely human uh, as we all are. But wait, I'm I was bragging about myself. Human. I'm merely human. You remember born, to make, born to make mistakes. Born to make mistakes. Ooh, I don't remember going at high like no? that. No? Uh, that was the, my uh, contra alto part in choir. Um, uh, it, I I think Stevens in the back seat almost panicked because this is supposed to be a Q and A episode, <laughs> and it, it we looks haven't gotten like to one we, question. It looks like we are not going. To I was do just going to see how long we could go without. Getting to, no, <laughs> and we'll no, just do I'm, one question at the end. <laughs> I can, before we start, sorry, Stephen, no, can no. I just do my brag? Yeah, because yeah. I was saying because I was raised by first first responders. Stop me if I've told this story. That you should be, you want to be a cop, kind of? <laughs> no, no. And do you know that every time I see my father, he tells me women shouldn't be the p policemen? <laughs> every time. Women should not be policemen. I'm like, Dad, I'm not having this Why? conversation with you Because they sometimes can do fewer chin-ups. Yeah, yeah. Basically yeah, okay. because he's afraid that someone's going to hit a lady in the back of the head. Like, he's afraid for the, the idea of it. I was like, Dad, they get guns like everybody else. Yeah, just have him watch some, uh, some Ronda Rousey fight MMA or yeah, something. for real. There's, there, there's examples. But, or Happy Valley, that or, British show that's so good and the woman is the, like, the head... British cop, whatever that's called, and she's she just handles shit all day long. Yeah, yeah, so good. There's so anyway, here's my brag. Okay. One time in college, stop me, truly. <laughs> One time in college, my sister was moving out of her apartment, and the guys who she was friends with, who were in the apartment next to hers, they were all it was all outside. Uh -huh. So we were moving stuff in and out of this car, and I opened the passenger side door to put a box inside, and like leaned in to put the box on the seat and looked down, and there was a coiled rattlesnake on the floor of her car. You're shitting me. Uh uh. And so someone was trying to murder her. No, someone was playing a playing a prank because it was a stuffed snake, but. <laughs> But I didn't know that it was a coiled rattlesnake ready to strike and I moved backwards and shut the door so quickly because all the guys were standing out on their porch watching to see uh -huh. Oh, like laugh. what girl would see it and freak out and scream and run and it, instead of doing any of that I just pulled myself backwards and shut the door so fast and they all started slow clapping yeah they were basically like Oh my God, that was supposed to be a prank. That was amazing. Oh, like, wow. How did you do that? Oh, that's awesome. I've yeah. never told that story before. No, no, I love oh, it. Shit, yeah, that was jam. scary. And I like how you made me think it was a real snake until I demanded <laughs> right? the details. You don't lead with the fact that it's a stuffed snake. It takes all the drama out. Yeah, yeah. I, should, I shouldn't have even. I should have just let it unravel or <laughs> uncoil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was worth going back to four different times, right? Yeah, totally. Okay, great. Now I feel great. Should we I'm start the Q and A? Stop you. Uh, yes, let's let's do what we plan to do. Okay. Would we, you rather fight a horse-sized duck? Right? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> the classic question. That was posted at a Starbucks. I'm starting to think you just have Starbucks fans all over the nation. Well, and you do because too. Because someone took a picture 
but yes, we no, that's this podcast. Yeah. I keep forgetting I'm on it. <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm a ghost haunting this podcast. And the whole time I've been listening to myself. Uh, but yeah, I really, I want to think that uh, you know, since it's part of the, it's on the uh, job requirement, getting hired at Starbucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, someone had that horse duck question on him. Right. Yeah. I think I saw that. Okay. Okay. Horse duck. Yes. 97. Okay. Now first question. Thank you, Stephen. (laughs) And also sorry. (laughs) Okay. First real question uh, from at Dodd Angie underscore Angie. Would you ever consider taking a road trip for the podcast? Love it. Yeah, I do too. I imagine if we were on a long desert road going to, oh, I don't know, Palm Springs. Let's just make it Palm Springs. Okay. I can't think of a destination that... We would, first of all, it would be just logistically, it would be its calm studio setting almost if we're just on a straightaway. And oh, no right. one's No one's going to drive in front of us. There is actual no traffic or uh, lock-wielding bike murderers. Right. Uh, and then uh, also just logistic, we, we would hammer out probably three episodes. Oh, yeah, that's true, so depending on how far we went. We'd just have to have a thing to go to. God, what if we did an entire season in a car on the road? Across the country? <laughs> yes, we just keep putting, posting shows. What if we did a road trip season? Roads, uh, Route 66, we revisit... Ooh. Route 66. Oh, yeah. Historic Route 66. Uh, Sometimes shows up on Google Maps as a direct turn on Route 66. But there's no old-timey, rickety wooden signs from back when that was a route. <laughs> right. It's just on Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there's a, a like an old motel with a neon sign. That's how you know. Yeah, yeah. Or a prospector's body. Uh <laughs> <laughs> with a with a chest of gold. I never found my nuggets. <laughs> oh wait, is there a, a junior high fight in front of the floral place? Oh, oh! Look at the group of kids. Ooh, backpacks versus fannies. <laughs> no, they're just they're there. They're just waiting to cross the it street. It is weird. It's a it's a flower shop. Oh, right. they all got out of school because it's 3.15. Just a little graphic design trivia. The Valvoline logo is the same as Vagisil's. No. Yeah, there's just a slight little... <laughs> the bottom of the V is a little different, and the blue is purple on Vagisil. <laughs> anyway, next question, Stephen. <laughs> yes, we're definitely going to go on a road trip at some point. We have to. I'm glad I didn't make a dipstick joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, those are two products that need to come together. They do. They do. It makes more sense than Kentucky Fried Chicken and Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a real estate thing, I guess. Uh, Okay, we're ready. Okay, uh, Witchy Narcolep says, if you you had Angeline on the podcast, what would one question that you would ask her? Angeline, the the woman in Los Angeles who's famous for being famous. She's been on billboards across Los Angeles since the late 70s, I believe. I'm afraid that all of my, I would just be very kind to her because I have a feeling it would be a situation that would make us sad. Like, I don't think she's a vibrant storyteller that <laughs> is filled with joy. I feel like there's a chance, as cool as she is, and as cool as her history is, and interesting as her story is, that it would maybe be a bit of a bummer. And I'm only saying that because uh, I know someone that won a a raffle thing where she spent the day with Angeline and it, it was kind of a sad situation. I would imagine. Yeah. I was in the grocery store that's on Laurel Canyon um, 
Oh, sorry. I have to send a gift. Okay, I'm putting that down. Uh, um, were you sending a gift? I, I did. I'm. Oh, did you see that? Oh, that white Mercedes took a right from the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No, that has the lines of an asshole's car. <laughs> Modern, sleek, uh, white, riddled with white confidence. <laughs> Um, okay, some pedestrians. Um, I was in the grocery store in Laurel Canyon, which is this uh, very small grocery store that's been there since the 60s. They don't stock enough items, and when you stop there, you regret it deeply because you can't really you get You think that'd be what it, having Angeline in the car would be like? No, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was there, and she was. Oh, for God God's damn sake, it. everyone. What? Let's go to the freeway, a new road trip. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yelling. I'm deaf in one ear. There's something seriously going on. Why is it so packed out here right now? I don't okay. know. It's lunch traffic. It's it's, it's definitely 3 p.m. lunch traffic. Yeah, yeah. No, so. it's, 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 I wanted to say happy hour. It's rush hour uh, <laughs> starting. The opposite of happy yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in that store and Angeline was in line in front of me. What, what was she buying? I, I can't remember. I just remember the outfit. Thanks everybody for running these red lights. Super not cool, especially you. Um, she was wearing a, like a very small veil in front of her yeah. face. Uh, I think she's one of those people that she was so, uh, she is so uh, attuned and I guess identified by her beauty. Yeah. That the fact that, cause she's in her, I think late sixties or early seventies. So she's not perfect faced anymore and she doesn't well, like it. Also, apparently there's been some discount procedure aftermath. Uh, oh no. And some thin nose coverage. Oh, right. Skin wise. Yeah. And there, so if you win the contest to drive around in her, newer Corvette, there is a fan, a geisha type fan in front of her face yeah. that she will keep up yeah. while driving. So that's someone that, uh, okay, the answer to the question would be, I just ask about the path, the heyday, the past, like how did you first get discovered or how did you first make people discover you? Those kind of questions. Yeah. Not like, what did you do yesterday? <laughs> but what about if you, if Angeline watched Succession, then you could just talk to her about like a show that you had in common or something. Right, I guess right. you don't watch Succession, but. Oh, but, I so, watched all of it. Oh, I did just, you? I just closed out the last, ooh, I, I mean. Wouldn't I that be got, good? Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about a third item. Yeah, figure out yeah, common interest and talk about that, not yeah. her life. I so. Or what she, yeah, like what aside from all these other things outside of Hollywood, what she passionate about or whatever, right. just get get an actual yeah. personality. Politics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk politics. Okay, I think we figured that out. Yeah, we did. Okay, um, kind of related to the t succession thing. Uh, at Petite, uh, uh, says if you could kill off any character from a current television show, <laughs> who would it be? Oh, uh, boy. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Marianne, and of course I would have Marianne be killed, but that's already giving away to... Well, the show is named after the main scary witch ghost. I started... And it's very frustrating that uh, she seems to be not defeatable. So if I could kill her off... Yeah. I started watching that show on your recommendation, mm -hmm. and I had to turn it off after the lady. It's... In the very beginning, that was like... Oh, just that? that? 
because it was that like woman, very late at night. Her face right. was so scary. You have to watch it. Just her acting ability, and then you get a contrast at when she's normal. Oh, that is one of the best actresses actors I've ever seen in my life. Okay, I'll keep all going. the acting in it is so good, and you have to be watching it in French with subtitles. Don't watch the English because it's beautiful sounding and oh. the, and you have to be reading it. It's like reading a book. You can enjoy it more than people in France are enjoying their own show. You know what? I was, whoa, oh, what? You, everyone is crazy. Jesus. That was amazing. That was again, a car coming, coming straight at us. Coming straight very, at us on the wrong side. Going very fast, <laughs> thinking he was, oh God. Steven, did you get a picture of that? <laughs> I mean. Oh but my God! Yeah, who would I? Ask? Uh, I don't know. You go next. Um, who would you want to kill? In a oh, show? kill off on a show. <sighs> well, I think it would be interesting on the the Righteous Gemstones to kill off John Goodman, which I know is sacrilege to well, even say. It's such a similar show to Succession. I yeah. I feel like I made a joke about that. Oh, did you recently? Yes, because I was like, what if? What it, they are very similar, and I was like, what if they the um, place where they're joined is at that um, at that uh, amusement park? Right, <laughs> That's, right. It's owned by the um, Roy family, but it it's about the Gemstone family. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But uh, then there'd be no more Goodman in it. Well, but so I think if Goodman was out, then it's all of those people competing to be in charge of that church. Oh, so you think it would be help the story? I mean, I just think it would be interesting because suddenly then it wouldn't be the three siblings together, which is what just happened. Yeah. It is so much like success. Yeah, it's so very similar. It's so yeah. funny. But um, but then it could There's be... There's even a know. meek husband for oh, the yeah. daughter that's yes. trying to fit in. Like, I, they came out at the same time. So We can't be the first people to talk about this. I just can't imagine. Most people are comparing it to the Trump family succession, I think. Right. Which I was, but... But yeah, Righteous Gemstones, very good. I, I don't usually watch comedies. Yeah, same. Uh, and it's a great one. It, it really is. And I really genuinely adore, I almost called him Kenny Powers. <laughs> um, him. You know, I was getting a say little tired name. of his, yeah, I say something dumb, all confident. Say his name, though. What's his name? Uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah, I yeah. fucking adore that guy. Yeah, he, he's very good in this. He's like uh, acting in it. Yes, it's yeah. a different... It's a different character than he's done before. It's the same type of dude because yeah, he's yeah. so good at playing that kind of dude. Yeah. But it isn't isn't the Kenny Powers thing. Right. It's a different. It's like Kenny Powers North. Yes. Yes. Northeast. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the <laughs> it's the uh, the Highland Park of Kenny Powers. <laughs> it's Boyle Heights, <laughs> Kenny Powers. Okay. Alright, um, at Logan X, uh, besides us almost getting into an accident now, what's your mm -hmm. worst car experience? Yeah, uh, I would just talk about the accident that when we first started in your Honda Fit, which we're behind one now, and I got get uh, that, that being crushed in a car by two other cars was, but I've had other more lighthearted experiences. <laughs> I've just had so many shitty cars that leaked oil and I'd have to pull over and periodically put water in them. Just like a person that didn't have money and and never had a good car. I So many scary. I had a car once stop. It just stopped working. A belt flew off and a piston <laughs> shot up and dented. I saw it hit the hood. 
So I'm like, oh, my uh, my engine just exploded. And uh, because of a timing belt, it was nothing I did. It was just that car's day to stop abruptly on the freeway. And I was on the 405 and cars barely avoided me and they kept coming and yes. I was in the middle of the freeway. Worst nightmare ever. And of all, Nikki Glazer came and picked me up and Aww. helped me get the car off the road. That's so nice. Yeah. It, I, it was just like the last person and we were pretty close back then and she was great. I didn't have AAA, of course, like what, but that was scary. If you die, if you stop on the freeway, it's always like when there's traffic and you see that it's because some person's car is in the road, you're like, oh, come on, but like you're mad at them almost. Yeah. But I was that person and it was so damn scary. On the freeway. Yeah, in a crappy Camry that I maybe drove for a month. And, That's horrible. Uh, yeah, it uh, had a timing belt that was ready. Oh, I'm gonna do something illegal. Oh yeah, I like it. Right next to the Delancey Street halfway house. Woo, keep it up, guys. Yeah, you can get, kick the habit of doing bad. I will say, I will just name off a couple quickly. Uh, I was flipped out of the back of a truck. Um, I oh. I rear-ended people, and when I was in college, I used to drive so fast. I was such an idiot, and I rear-ended people constantly. It was like what I did on the weekend. Um, I was in, wow. I basically got T-boned, and my airbag went off, and I I, that I think weren't we just talking about that? Maybe I was talking to somebody else about it. That it made me believe in the Honda Fit because I got T-boned with right. a guy going to like forty-five miles an hour, and although it was shocking and like I was a little bit sore the next day, nothing happened to me physically. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I bet you'd find this car is even more equipped. I think uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. One time, yes, in my old Lexus, I was going down Riverside and there was a man in front of me that was stopped but didn't have his brakes, like his foot on the brakes, so there were no lights on. It looked like he was going forward. Oh, wow. And so I uh, had to, like, I was just kind of slightly not looking, like, wasn't focused. Right. I was, like, kind of thinking. I slam on the brakes. And come, like really hard, so I come within like six inches of his back bumper, because he was waiting for a parking spot with his oh foot my off the brake. God. And then, right as I, I, I was like, I didn't hit him, and I was like, oh fuck. And then I look in the rearview mirror, and this car is sailing at me. And the car behind me never even put on their brakes; they just slammed into the back oh, of my no. car. Oh no! And you saw it coming. Oh yeah. Oh no. And and that Lexus. I was absolutely fine. I, there was nothing wrong with me, which is a miracle. And the car behind me hit me so hard. The spare tire is housed up underneath because it was the Lexus, Lexus SUV. Uh -huh. It was housed underneath. He hit me so hard that the spare tire came out and flew backwards. Oh my so, God. So like the the force went backwards. It, I got hit so hard. It was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'll never forget when I got rear-ended that I noticed Upon impact, the glove box opened, and then when we hit the car in front of us, it immediately shut, and the first thing I saw was a ballpoint pen stuck in the vent here. It just flew out of the glove box and then was stuck in the vent, and my face slammed down right next to it, and I, that was the first thing I noticed. It's like, wow, that pen almost went in my eye. <laughs> also, we got in a huge car wreck just now. Yeah, it was, uh, anyway, there's scary things that can happen in cars. Very much so. Okay. Are those, yeah. 
Okay, Alkaline Photos uh, asks, Karen believes in Bigfoot. Does Chris believe in anything, in any mythical creature realm, ghosts, aliens? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have become, since I've lost people uh, and then felt their presence, I was an anti-ghost person. I didn't want to hear your ghost stories. <laughs> I'd even experienced some things and dismissed them thinking, oh, that was just a cool breeze, or maybe those glasses were stacked weird, that's why they <laughs> fell down. Or maybe people were laughing in the next room and it wasn't just uh, dead. Uh, I think working girls is the right word. <laughs> anyway, I've experienced things, and then uh, when my friend Zach died, I kept... Uh, certain songs kept playing. My phone kept going to the last text. I'd pick up my phone, and it was just on the last correspondence I had with him. There was little things that were uh, very hard to ignore and and made me shudder, but also made me feel happy, and I felt like he was there. And to me, that was someone's spirit or whatever, and that is, that's when I became uh, the religious man you see today. <laughs> The, the straight up Bible thumper that you are that right now. I think that's why I've been so scared to believe in ghosts uh, is because it's like, well, shit, now do I have to become like a Christian guy? I don't believe in that <laughs> necessarily or the story, the the rules I don't think you it's, have to follow to believe that. Yeah, you don't have to because I think believing in ghosts is really just saying you admit you don't know. Right. Go dummy. I am very much... <laughs> <laughs> go dummy, go dummy, go dummy, go. Go dummy, don't get us killed. Yes, I uh, I am a spiritual per person. I believe in ghosts. I don't spend much time worrying about aliens, though. There's so many <laughs> domestic problems that we have. For real. Uh, but I'm sure they're out there, and I bet I never meet one. <laughs> Knock wood. Yeah. Okay, next question. All right. Um, at Tracer Racer X. Oh. Um, I like the way that they were this. I would like to know who taught you both to drive. This is not shade. <laughs> Tell me the individual stories of your driver's education. Yeah, yeah that has This is a, not shade, that's even so great. I'm yeah. saying it that way. I, there are so many funny moments oddly <laughs> hidden in the Flintstones cartoon, and one of them once was... Hey, buddy, who taught you how to drive? And Fred Flintstone was like, I, Mr. Stonely at Rock Rock High School or whatever, like he told his driver's ed teacher. And when I was a little kid, I was like, oh, that was a smart joke. Yeah. The other one was uh, a lady behind. It was always in traffic, too. A lady behind him. It was the light was green. And she said, any particular shade of green you're waiting for, sonny? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the Flintstones. I'm like. In good writers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So you love the Flintstones. That's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> my answer is, uh, oh, yeah. My I used to go with my dad and we'd go to a the baseball fields where I had Little League and I would try and drive that Volkswagen bus. All the more reason that I was excited that it would one day be my car or disappointed when it was, was sold before I had my driver's license. But it was very hard stick to learn to drive. Like a long, you know, yeah. it was like three feet long and the clutch was very difficult. And uh, it was very hard for me to learn, but but I always drove a stick after that. And now they don't make those anymore, pretty much. So you're, the answer's your dad? My dad did, yeah. <laughs> and then the driver's ed, too. I, I, you, it was a big part of high school. You yes, it was. You a class. Yep. 
I was so equipped. Do you remember your driver's ed teacher's name by chance? No, no. He did do some bizarre things, though, because we had to learn to drive in the snow. So we'd go up to a snowy mountain road. Mm. And then out of nowhere, without warning, he would just pull the emergency brake. <gasps> to see how you could handle it. Yeah, but there's no handling an emergency brake situation. <laughs> you are just going to whip a 180 and then end up in a ditch. I didn't know how crazy it was until... I became an adult. I'm like, what was the best case scenario there? Was he crazy? Uh, I think it was like, maybe he, it, maybe it wasn't the best decision, but he was basically going, anything can happen when you drive, especially in the snow. Yeah. And so let me show you that while I also let off some steam. <laughs> <laughs> well, our driver's ed teacher. So my dad also taught me, my mom was like, come back when you know how to drive basically yeah. <laughs> my so my dad did it and he was he was very bad at it because my dad yells basically as my mom explained it when i was growing up she goes he yells because he's scared right right uh so then that that's funny it was kind of helpful but also just when you're when you're being yelled at and driving it's it's very high pressure yeah Maybe that's yeah. why i can do it now but we also had this driving teacher and he taught at the public high school with where there was way more kids. So we had to, um, I think it was sophomore year because it was when you were 15 going on 16. We had to go to the public high school to take driver's ed. And I was so nervous with who was going to, because the two kids took every driver's ed thing. So I was like, who's it going to be? It's going to be this public school kid. I'm going to get bullied. I'm going to get beaten up. Yeah. I'm going to, someone's going to be mean to me. It was so freaked out about it. And I, w I show up the first day. It's my friend, Patty Leone, who goes to school with me. And we were so excited. We're like, oh, yeah. oh my God, thank God. Um, but this teacher, you would drive around. You had to go to the high school at like 530 in the morning. What? Yes. And you had to drive. You He would make you drive around for half an hour. And then you drove him to the donut shop that was over by Hagstrom's grocery store and then he would have a donut and sit and drink coffee with his friends and chill out and talk to his friends and you could either sit in the car and wait or go into the donut shop with him that was your choice and so Patty and I would just be, and then after like a half an hour we get back into the car and drive some more so you learned a lot from that guy what, yes what, that's, that's well basically he broke it up so that if we were supposed to negligent. be if the class was two hours he was teaching us for one hour or okay. or an hour and a half but he was just he's the one that always did it he had been he taught pretty much every teenager in my hometown how to drive oh okay and he had it was the car with the brakes on his side oh it was wow. like an official you know driving uh we didn't have that yeah, yeah. it, it cool. was like it was very official yeah i don't i think that my guy was the same thing i just don't remember him he uh yeah but uh but that's that's amazing that you had to go early in the morning. That's yeah. Because so, we just had a class, a driver's ed class, and we did it during that period. Oh, we had that too, but this was... Oh, sorry. This was driver's training. Hi. Hi, go ahead. We made room with you because uh, we are dads. Cars are coming, cars are coming. Hi. Yeah, let's just wait this out. Uh-huh. They don't seem to be in that much of a hurry. Must be a drop-off. <laughs> Drop off, not a pickup. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, we already lost this one. Uh, Let's go through it. the motions. Uh, okay. Uh, just a quick follow-up to that from the Lizness asked, have you ever taught anyone to drive? Or plan to, I guess, in the future. I don't know how you... Yeah, it seems like a, a, a job. I, I got to become a dad first. Um, I, I had an audition where uh, I had to pretend to teach an a actor kid to drive. 
and he. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Look at that dog with it. He's so happy about his sweater. <laughs> oh, that one was actually smiling. That dog. I yeah. So oh. in it was an improvised audition, I, and it was a real kid, and I. I do. I was impressed with how much I remembered in my improv of how to drive. <laughs> yeah, check mirrors. Do that. Here are all the things you need to do first. That's and then, funny. And then the, afterwards, the kid was like, "Actually, that was pretty good. You, you <laughs> seem like my driving teacher." Because he had just learned to drive. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Re have I ever taught? I, I may have taught people how to drive a stick. Because I, my dad, it was very important to my dad that my sister and I learn how to drive a stick. Yeah, so it that isn't we can anymore. Get at, it's not because yeah. they barely make them. But his whole thing was you need to be able to get out of any situation at, at any time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we learned, we were taught how to drive sticks and very few other people I knew knew how to. So. Yeah, everyone totally had an automatic. Legal. Yeah, so I think I taught people how, but I can't remember it specifically. Yeah, next next question. All right. Um, at Princess Xenon, <laughs> favorite Halloween costume you've done? Mm, I can oh. answer this one because it was a year. It was my, it should have been my sophomore year in college, but I'd already flunked out. Um, and we threw a Halloween party at our house. I lived there with Maleva, Christy, and Patty Riley. And who's that guy? And um, I was, I went to the thrift store and bought this full-on Jackie Onassis outfit, and including the pillbox hat. And then I put blood on the front, and I was supposed to be Jackie O the day that JFK was murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was triggering for people, I bet. Um, well, no one really saw me because I got drunk before the party even started and was passed out in my room. Hey. So I had my perfect outfit, and I was just passed out on my bed for the whole party. Oh, wow, that's like an actual sad story. Yes. Yeah. As hey. many of my college days were. I've, I've done things like that. Well, I've got, you know... I don't have the energy. I'm going to sleep. I've had some wines, but you actually passed out, like didn't remember sleeping maybe? Oh yeah, no, I don't oh, remember. Wow. No, that's how I drank. It was oh, like wow. a Gatorade and vodka was a big drink because we thought it went into your bloodstream faster. Oh, well. We were very serious about getting fucked The alcohol up. hopped on, on the back of an electrolyte <laughs> went immediately. Yep. And went straight to your drunk center. That's so funny. You might, might as well have done funneling or, uh, <laughs> you know, don't you put vodka in your butt? Who knows what kids do. They do crazy shit, they do. these Tide they do. Pods and shit. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Chris is, now, you have to think of a different one, because yeah, we yeah. even just talked about this. Well, have I talked about the tree I made? No. I made, I was in San Francisco, staying at a friend's house. I was there a couple days early, and he had, he works during the day, so I bought a cylinder that was meant for pouring concrete, making a pillar, and it was, it's just made of cardboard and I put bark on it, made branches. There was a bird's nest in it. <laughs> I, my gloves had leaves and branches on the fingertips. My feet, uh, you know, I just put leaves on a pair of shoes, but there, and then I cut a hole like I was in the Winnie the Pooh honey hole of, yes. of a tree and that was my face. And then I, on stage, I, I would never do this now, but it was Halloween and I did stand up at the, that night as a tree and I wrote some <laughs> tree-based material. 
about You when, say you'd never do this, but there's just that last episode where you talked about being a vampire on stage. I know. And then I did it as Evil Knievel. I keep breaking my own rule, but I'm not doing it this Halloween. You promise? In Austin at Cap City, October 31st. Be there. Be there, Austin, October 31st. I'll be in plain clothes. Sorry. I've learned my lesson. But I that night, I... Give us a couple tree jokes, please. Also, uh, I, my roots are in uh, stand-up. I'm thinking of branching out into acting. Like, that's how he talked for some reason. The tree he, was from New York? Yes, he was. A tree grows in Brooklyn? Yes, he was from Central Park. He had a bad story. I did my work. But I couldn't hear anything because I... It was just in the top. There was the cylinder hole where all the branches were. But I didn't make ear holes, so... I kind of had no idea what was going on. And afterwards, I went out with people from the punchline. I was looking for an ATM. It was back in the days when phones were terrible. My phone had died. I had no money. Uber and Lyft didn't exist yet. I was looking for an ATM and a guy started following me around and I still was wearing my costume. And he was like, oh, I'll help you find an ATM. Can I borrow a few bucks? And I'm like, sure. And then he started following me in the darkness and he got his arm, he grabbed me and I freaked out. And this is when the costume broke into pieces because I basically got in a fight with the guy or I <laughs> swept his leg. I <laughs> slammed him on the ground. I was hitting his head on the ground. Jesus. And I, I know this isn't, I've, this is, I got in a fight basically, but I was scared. I thought this man was attacking me, but he had a look on his face that immediately was like, why are you doing this? And I, I'm like, and we just stopped, and then I realized he was just a little crazy, and maybe he was making a tree-hugging joke. No, like he, I don't know. He was not, because he didn't grab... He put his arms around me, though, but it wasn't aggressively enough for me. But when someone does that, and you're, you, I couldn't hear, all I had was my face hole, I just lost my mind a Sure, little. absolutely. But I like the idea of people driving by and just seeing <laughs> a giant tree slamming a man on the ground. They're like, that, that reminds me of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he clearly was a guy, a crack user a a type crack guy. Fan? He was a very thin, he was, I overpowered a very thin street man and I feel <laughs> confronted by it, but I had the right to do it. Anyway. Yes. That's, that's one of my favorite costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God, I have a way of telling stories. <laughs> it's called the long way. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, at Chrissy, what I did as a kid, did you ever call into a radio station to request a song? If so, what was it? This is the best that's, question yeah, of all time. That is a great one. <laughs> so wholesome. I, I can answer this because this is super embarrassing and stupid. <laughs> I, when I was 12, my uncle Steve died of a heart attack very suddenly. He was like in his late fifties. It was very surprising. And it was the first family death I'd ever experienced. It was, it was just bizarre. And so I got, there was a K, this radio station in San Francisco, KFRC. It was the, it was the radio station everyone listened to. It was AM radio. And it was just what you always had on in the car and everywhere. Oh, okay. Because it was just like kind of top 40 regular, you know. Sure. It was the one choice you had, basically. Uh, until you grew up and then you're like, oh man, KMEL. And yeah, whatever. yeah. Okay. Um, so one day I got it into my head and I called them because I wanted to tell them, please do not play the song Papa is a Rolling Stone. Oh, wow. <laughs> that I honestly, Agreed. like, had I had made up this whole speech in my head of, like, I've really, you know, someone died and it's just don't do it. it where it wasn't even 
like that kind of radio station because that would kind of be an oldie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I and so I called the place and it just rang and re- no one ever picked up the phone. And then eventually I went like, what am I doing? And I just hung the phone back up. <laughs> <laughs> but it rang probably 20 times before I was like, stop it. You're just being you were, weirdly dramatic. And you were calling to not request a song. <laughs> yes, I was calling to actually tell them that there was a song that was now banned. Oh God, I would, that, those songs I can come up right, right away. I would, I would call and say, please don't ever, can we delete the song, Bird is the Word? Can we delete it right now? <laughs> ah, damn it. That's the last time I'll ever do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was kind of a normal thing to do when I, uh, there was a college radio station and I would see them going a little too far synth pop or, <laughs> you know, it was, it was all music I kind of liked, but then I would call and request songs. It was kind of fun. Like what? Oh, specific? I don't know. Okay. There's so many. I, it's, if someone question. asks me what's my favorite kind of music, I'm, it's too... I can't answer it. Sorry. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. So you're just saying, yes, you have. Yes, I have. Trust I, him I, that he has. I, there's time. Yeah. One time in Bend, Oregon, uh, in my, I, I requested the Sundays that I feel fine. Yes. Because they were playing kind of, um, that kind of music. And I'm like, I, I want to hear that. I feel fine. That one? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love the Sundays. I had her picture on my wall in that bedroom. I had that, Harriet Wheeler on the wall. Yeah, you should have. She is the prettiest with the best voice. It was yeah. crazy. That band, the Sundays, if you've never heard the Sundays, listeners, and you like British pop yeah, with awesome vocals and cool hooks, yeah, the Sundays is your band. If you like that Mazzy Star song, Fade Into You, but didn't like any of their other songs because <laughs> there weren't any... <laughs> Welcome to the Sundays. There was Give You My Lovin', which is the first song I learned to play on the guitar. Because it's just G and C. Oh, wow. Um, I Actually, and this is just a related anecdote, but I think I've told you this already. Uh, But the way I found out about the Sundays was there was this record store in Sacramento when I was in college called The Beat. And we would go there, me and my friend Patty Riley would go there because we didn't, we we considered ourselves to be like mods, I guess, or goths. We didn't know. We just wore all black. But we just... But you also rode Vespas? That would make you goth mods. (laughs) Goth mods? Yeah, yeah. Um, But we didn't know what to do. Like, there was nowhere to hang out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we were too young to go to bars. So we would just go to this record store called The Beat and walk and, like, hang out there. And while I was there one day, just looking around, the the Sunday's... uh, Here's where the story ends came on. Yeah, that's one of their best songs yeah. for sure. And it's the, the probably the best known. Writing and arithmetic. Yeah, their first <laughs> album, arithmetic. And I ran to the front and was like, "Who is this? Who yeah. is it?" Like freaked out and then bought the album right there. And I've been listening to it yeah. since. I did that with a Frank Black's first solo album after the Pixies is the best. Mm. And uh, uh, I I heard it in a record store and said, "Who is this?" And buying it. Yep. Same thing. I Same love thing. that. Yeah. Okay. We made that question our own. Yes, we did. We morphed it. Um, she saw what we did there. That's good. <laughs> see? Yeah. Yeah, see what I... You did it. See, she... See, see. That's what she said. See, see. <laughs> well, that's what she said. 
Tig. Okay. <laughs> this was a timely question. Uh, Howard said, how do you, well, this episode, that episode's not even out yet when this is being recorded. Uh, how do you handle a restroom break if the need arises? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You'll Last, find out. Yeah. The episode right before this, uh, you asked the guest if we can go back to their house <laughs> and use the bathroom, hoping his baby wasn't asleep. <laughs> uh, it was kind of embarrassing, but it, it, I, I don't think it's happened before that, but I really had to go yesterday. Yeah. What um, I was talking to Stephen about while we waited for you guys, because we were out in the car, was I said, I have a theory that Chris knew he had to go to the bathroom, was just holding off in hopes that it wouldn't come into play. Yes. And then basically realized that was a mistake. Yes. And then had to bust himself. Yep. Yeah, all this happens live on the show. Can't wait for you to hear it. You are exactly right. I knew right away. I should pee before we start, but how is that going to happen? We're already on the way to his house. Yeah. Always go at the office. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. Even if you don't have to. Force yes. It. Force it out. Yeah. Push it. That's so funny. That was, oh, that's my dad used to make. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Next question. Next. Um, at Curdy Moon says, who is your favorite Looney Tunes character? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, it has to be, um... Bugs Bunny, right? He was just cool and funny and a smart ass and yeah. always in control of the situation. Yes. Bugs Bunny was a Zen master, really. He never was in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. He never got emotional. He didn't react that way. No matter what, if there's a gun in his face, right? people ch it, put him in a pot for stew. It's oh. <laughs> He just chilled out. He, if you threw him in a pot filled with carrots, First of all, he'd be, he, I, hey, sweet, I love carrots. He was like, this is heaven. And there's a gun to his face. He does this thing where his eyes just kind of go droopy, like mm -hmm. he's bored with how yeah. not scary that <laughs> is. Yeah. Like he's like, it, if you're yelling at him at gunpoint, Bugs Money gets euphoric and tired. Yes. Oh man, he's He can cool also shit. fucking play the piano like a son of a bitch. Uh, God, I think the only time Bugs Bunny's cool it was ever fucked with in any way was when that big weird red monster remember when the big weird red oh no yeah. that's not true though because the big weird when he was like I love him and kiss him and call yeah, him and yeah, that thing yeah. but I don't think he liked that but remember when he got the upper hand and started um, doing the monster's nails and talking like he was a manicurist oh wow that was bizarre yes there was like every once in a while bugs would be in drag or he'd act like a girl. Yeah. And just, you know, to mess with people and to mess with gender roles. Yeah. I loved it. He was a great Who's your who's the other choice? You know, that guy that hunts trying to kill him all the no. time? No. Wow, no one likes that. No one likes senile that. Senile murderer. Just violence-based. <laughs> not it's not a solution, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Stop it. That is all. Folks. You can't just kill everything. <laughs> that is all, folks. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, we really solved that. Answer's easy on that one. Yeah. At Bonnie Puns asked, oh. uh, related to soup, speaking of, what's your go-to soup? Carrot and rabbit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a big soup man. Uh, I, I, I'm, uh, you know, I like... Uh, all soups. I'm sorry. I'm just. You, you don't seem to be able to name one. So I, I, go, I think yeah, you're lying. I'm not a huge fan of like lobster bisque. That sounds so. I'll just do like the here's the, like the not request a song thing. Good idea. I, uh, lobster what don't bisque. you like? That's because you get excited. <laughs> bisque is a cool sounding word. 
uh, lobster, yum. But it's just a little lobster in a blender. Yeah. And and that cold soup shit, that gazpacho, get the fuck, I'll kick it across the floor. <laughs> you All are. other soups I'm into. Tomato, <laughs> sure, I'm not bored. Tomato chunks in it, even better. Ooh. Chicken and rice, chicken wild rice, chicken yes. noodle. Yes. Any chicken-based soup. Mm-hmm. Minestrone, you bet. How about this? Split pea. <laughs> fuck yeah, split pea. <laughs> split. And I don't even like peas. I've talked about it. You split them, though? Split, please. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, what about... Uh, my first and first and foremost answer is broccoli cheddar, cream of broccoli and cheddar. Oh yeah. Fuck, that is, it's just a meal. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. And then that, yeah. My dad was always a big fan of the uh, French. Uh, is it onions? Yes. Oh, no, there's it's a roof melted, of cheese on yes, it. Yes, it's so good. And then you crack it in there. You get all, all kind of bread. Oh, all kind of bread. All kind, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, that's soup talk. Yeah, don't get a start us on soups. <laughs> get a Sardis. Sardis. <laughs> on soups. Split, please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't even a good joke, and I brought it back It's out. great. Oh, split, please. Split, please. Oh. Okay. Uh, at Christina7 says, what was the dumbest crime you committed as a child? Mm. Well, we talked about this last episode, too. I jumped in a car. Yeah, cop car. Oh, um, mine would be, I shoplifted one Jolly Rancher that was literally two cents, but my mom wasn't there to pay for it and I needed candy because I was at the store where we always buy candy and I was like, I couldn't deal with the idea that I couldn't have any. Um, so I took it and then felt so guilty that I had to tell on myself like two days oh later. My God, like I went to my mom same, crying and was like, same person. yeah, I was like, I, I can't Because when I was it. young, I stole one of these little whistles that goes, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a fan in the middle. It's just a plastic cylinder. Yeah. And I put one in my pocket at, at this from this party store in the mall. And then I hid it for a couple days. And then I brought it back and got caught putting it back. And I said, I put this in my pocket and I'm putting it back. And and uh, I think the person believed. I don't, nothing happened after that. Ugh. So I guess they believe me. But That's when you learn to lie. Yeah, yeah. At least lie. Even if you're being honest and bringing something back. Don't be that honest to where it like fucks with your life. I had to go in. I had to go in. My mom goes, what do you think you should do? What do you think the answer should be? And I was like, give money to charity. Oh, <laughs> and then she's like, why don't you go in and tell them that you did it and pay them? Because we saw it was the Aegis's family. It was Aegis's grocery store. And we went there every single day and bought candy. Oh, so it made okay. no sense that I would shoplift because we were always there. We always had our own money. Like right. it was a very odd thing. But it was because we were with the Tamlers, a different family who were they were like, you can't buy candy. We're just sending you there for like her mom needed you know, of course, I was about to say soup, but I don't know if that's actually what it was. Um, and I couldn't bring myself. Jim Aegis was the one working that day. I can see it all before me. I couldn't bring myself to tell him. I went in with the money and my mom basically said, go tell him and give him the money back. And I couldn't do it. So I went in there and like lingered around by the counter and acted super weird and then put the money in like a March of Dimes can and left. And then just kind of was like, I just, the whole thing felt so terrible. And at this point, I would say to my mother, I was, I think five. 
Oh, she, wow. I could have had a little more yeah, help with that whole yeah, yeah. moral situation. Yeah, that's a little young. Yeah. At least go in with me. Yeah, I think, yeah, I had to have been seven or eight. I, it's amazing how I can't, I, that's a very distant memory, but it is very vivid. And I, maybe I was that around that age, too. Yeah. Okay, let's do one last one, because we're almost back to the office. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Ange- Angela's 1979 says, what's the best road trip you've taken as an adult? Oh, I, I drive, travel is so much a part of doing comedy that I'm like, road trips aren't a fun thing. <laughs> uh, and, and a road trip suggests there's other people with you. I had so many fun ones, just a group of dudes in a car going snowboarding. We would drive, we would drive, we'd go to Vegas just to go there and show that we grew mustaches and bought bad suits and drive back. It was just a reason to not be in the house. But yeah. I think this tour I'm going on and uh, renting a car and going to all those cities, I think will be a fun road trip for me because I'm going to, you know, different city every day, driving in a car, renting a car. So I think I'm about to go on my favorite adult road trip. That You know what? That, you just did that perfectly because it's the perfect last answer. Yeah. You added a plug. Yeah. My answer, I agree with Chris. That's my answer too. <laughs> and now let's end because I have one minute before I have to make oh, a phone call. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? BYN AR! <laughs> are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malphorn Uh, with Karen and Chris.